Welcome to White Belt Wednesdays. I'm your host, Travis, and today we'll be diving into the world of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with essential tips and tricks in bite-sized podcast episodes every Wednesday. Ready to level up your skills? Well, let's roll. All right, this is the first episode of White Belt Wednesdays. I'm your host, Travis. As you guys know, Elbows Tight is my other podcast, and I wanted to start a solo endeavor on the same feed to give tips to brand new white belts, newer practitioners, blue belts, whoever wants to listen to this, on tips and tricks that I feel are going to provide you some value. Each episode is going to be about 10, 15 minutes long, and I just wanted to start giving you guys more content, more value. And my ultimate goal with this podcast or this add-on is I want to be able to put it behind Patreon maybe for early access or exclusivity for the patrons. I haven't decided yet. I'll see what you guys think, but it's not going to be it's not going to be exclusive if it is for a couple months because I want you guys to enjoy it also. But I think it's a good incentive or hopefully will be a good incentive for people to join the Patreon. And the ultimate goal, once again, with the Patreon, as I mentioned in, you know, one of my goals for this year is to be crowdfunded. Really not even crowdfunded. I just want to be able to afford Dan, our editor, all the time without sponsorship. So, Really, the, the money is going to go towards just paying Dan. So if you guys haven't checked out the Patreon, please go check out the Patreon. Uh, they will be getting early access, uh, probably exclusive episodes and everything like that. And this episode is going to be a little bit longer because I just it should be about 15 minutes. Um, this is my second time going at it because my recorder didn't want to record it last time. So, But without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into what I want to talk about today and I feel are... The five A's for every BJJ white belt. I kind of did an Instagram post on this, but I want to do a little bit of a revision on it and talk a little bit more in depth about some of these things. And the first one I want to talk about is accountability. One of the things that you guys should think about doing, especially at the beginning of your journey, is finding an accountability partner. What I mean by that is finding, you know, we, we all have our favorite training partners in class. We all have our good friends in class. And I want you to pick someone and I want you to say, hey, these are my goals for this year. Hey, this is what I want to do in this class. I want you to find someone that is going to hold you accountable and keep you on track to achieve what you want to achieve. The beautiful part about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is we, we, we do it all the time, right? We hold each other accountable uh, by joking about some things, you know. Oh, man, blue belts always quit. Oh, man, all this and that. White belts do this. You know, we do it in a joking, loving way, and but it's it's true. We there are some things that you know we we need to be held accountable for. If your goal this year is to compete for the first time, then tell someone you want to compete for the first time. During our interview with Billy Adams, I think it was like episode four of the podcast. One thing he said that really stuck with me at first I didn't agree with, but I do now is if you have a goal or if you have an idea, tell everyone. And that's because the more people you tell, the more people that are going to hold you accountable, hold you accountable for it. That's why I, talk, I, I, I hesitate sometimes to say what my goals are on the podcast because I know you guys are going to hold me accountable. And whether it is, you know, you guys actually reach out to me on Instagram and ask how things are going, just putting it out there 
and saying, hey, these are my goals for this year. You guys are holding me accountable to them, whether you know it or not, because I don't want to be the person that says this and that, and I go back on my own word, but here I am telling you that you need to be accountable, and you need to have people in your life that hold you accountable, and I don't do the same. So what I want you to do is your next class, go to your favorite training partner, tell them what your goal is, and then tell them, hey, I want you to hold me accountable. Have it, have that accountability partner. Have that relationship with them to where you can trust them then know that they're going to do that. You know, we always talk about on the mats, the mats don't lie, right? The mats hold you accountable. If you don't show up to training, if you don't practice techniques, if you don't try to get better, the mats don't lie. They hold you accountable for the person that you are. And if you want to change that, then you need to tell someone well, you don't need to, but you should tell someone and see if, you know, have them help you. I think it's great to have someone in your life, outside of your family maybe, that holds you accountable. I always talk about this with my, about why I think kids are a great example of why they should do jujitsu is because they have accountability outside of the household, outside of mom and dad, outside of the brothers, the uncles, whoever it is. They have a coach or someone that's going to hold them to a higher standard and is going to make them become a better person, hopefully. So that's why I think accountability, having an accountability partner is is a great thing to focus on. Next thing that happens and I think is a great A to put in perspective is our adaptability as practitioners. When we first start jujitsu, you know, I always say after six months, you're not going to recognize who you were at the beginning because we adapt so well. We learn so well. You know, we must be adaptable, whether it's practicing, sparring, competing, watching <laughs> jujitsu content, whatever it is. Avoiding tunnel vision on what we want to happen and, and focus on focusing on what is happening, if that makes sense. A lot of the times when we first start jiu-jitsu, we'll start acting like we're in Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, and we're just we're just spamming the same combo over and over again, hoping it works while our part or the person we're going against is just blocking it because they know you're just going for the same thing over and over again. That happens in jiu-jitsu too. A lot of the times we'll just spam the same thing over and over again, and we won't even realize that it's not working because we are trying to make something happen that isn't what's going on. We always, I always hear, you know, the right move is the wrong one at the wrong time, right? So you could be like, this is what needs to happen. I know it's a weakness in their game, uh, but you're not adapting to the scenario. You're trying to force the scenario. Then you're going to have a harder time of having an outcome that you're trying to work towards, right? If you're trying to pass someone's guard and you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, spamming the same move, and you're not adapting to the person stopping you doing that, then you're never going to pass their guard. So that's a beautiful thing that happens in jiu-jitsu. At first, we don't, we don't see, we can't adapt and overcome to scenarios that we're thrown into. We're put on our backs, our shoulders are pinned. Someone passes our guard, and we can't adapt to what's going on. So you may feel like you are not growing and you're not thriving in certain scenarios, but just give it time. And I promise you, you'll all of a sudden you'll start passing people's guard. You'll start doing all these things. You'll start adapting and overcoming these things that you thought were horrible. Uh, neon belly for me was a big thing, right? I could not get out from under neon belly, but now it's it's no problem. 
well, for some people, some people put neon belly on me and it's still like neon soul. You know what I mean? <laughs> Another thing that you could focus on is your ability to be more agile and how your agility grows within your journey. So focus on how you're moving. You know, that's one way to to realize how far you've come in your journey is how well you are moving as a practitioner. You know, agility will come through practicing your techniques and implementing them through repetitions in live scenarios. I used to think that you should practice techniques slowly and you should kind of like a kata, you know, but I don't necessarily believe that anymore. I think you should try them in live resistance, in live scenarios, and put yourself in these scenarios. Not force it, but try to see if you can get into these scenarios and, you know, work on your agility through these certain things. One thing that, you know, we don't really realize when we first start is how we don't have the body awareness to even understand what agility means, right? We'll we'll get swept and we won't know that we need to post or we don't know that we need to shift our weights here and we need to be light on this end of our body and heavy on this end of our body and have that agility to use their momentum against them or use the momentum that they're creating for us. And if you start rolling more or if you start to think about these things and adapt, kind of going back to the first one, (laughs) then your agility will start to increase and you'll be able to start executing things more smoothly. How many times when you first start do you feel slow and clunky, right? You You feel like you're just not getting it. It's just not getting anywhere. And it can really take it a damper on your wanting your ability of wanting to train or to show up to class. And your agility comes through sports specific training. So no amount of ladders, no amount of rogue bikes or you know playing any other sport or doing anything else is going to help you become uh, agile in jiu-jitsu like just doing jiu-jitsu. You know what I mean? So think about that. There's a lot of things that can assist in it, but the best thing to do to increase your sport-specific agility is to do your sport. And in there, I mentioned like the next the next A I want to talk about is attitude. A lot of times when we have a poor attitude in jiu-jitsu, it can be really hard for us to want to show up to training. I'm guilty of this too, right? I'll get really down on myself sometimes like, oh man, I haven't trained in a week. Why even show up today? Or, you know, so-and-so got a belt promotion and I didn't. You know, we can start seeing our our glass half empty instead of half full. It's a privilege that we get to train jiu-jitsu. It really is. You know, we could be doing other things with our lives that, you know, probably could be just as important, if not more important, but we choose to train jiu-jitsu. We get to train jiu-jitsu. We don't have to. And so having a positive attitude will help you when your journey becomes difficult. It'll help you overcome those moments when you feel like you're losing traction. You know, we all go through ups and downs in our journey. And having a poor attitude and seeing our glass half empty will only worsen this and harm your success. So think about all the things that are positive going on in your jiu-jitsu journey. Yeah, you might have got smashed this this class. Yeah, you might have got smashed the last week. You might have got smashed the last two weeks. But what positive things did you do? You showed up. That's good. That's a positive thing. 
Embrace that in your attitude. You showed up for class. You learned something even if you might not have noticed. You know what I mean? So having a positive attitude will help you. We talk about Blue Belt Blues, right? A lot of times when we think about Blue Belt Blues, people people lose the willingness to want to show up. Their attitude, because whether they set unrealistic goals, they don't have the the discipline, the motivation, whatever word you want to use from a Jocko podcast to show up, and their attitude starts to slowly go down and down, you know? And that's where that accountability partner comes in. Having that accountability partner also can be someone that helps support you when you're down, can sit there and say, hey, yeah, you might have gotten smashed this class, but look at all the good things you've done, you know? So just think about that also. Sometimes you're not going to see the good things that are going on in your journey. Sometimes it's going to be an external person that shows you, hey, dude, yeah, you got swept when you passed my guard, but you passed my guard. You've never done that. That could be a good thing. That could boost your your attitude in your journey and make you want to keep showing up to train. So try to stop. Try to not – look, we're humans. We're going to have bad attitudes sometimes. We're going to be in class where we think something is stupid and we don't want to do it. There's going to be times when you don't want to show up. Life is hard. I go through it too. And having a poor attitude is only going to hinder you from getting better in your journey, from achieving your goals. So try to think about that when you know, you're know you down in the dumps. You're like, is this truly helping me right now? Sometimes it's easier than others. And kind of to tie into this with our, our last, my last point for the day is analyze your journey. Analyze your rolling. Reviewing and analyzing your training can help you understand the strengths and weaknesses much more. You could do this through, let's say, journaling. You could do this through uh, recording your, your roles or your training. And then you can go back and rewatch it and be like, oh, no wonder during technique I wasn't I wasn't doing it right because my foot wasn't where it's supposed to be. My grips weren't correct. And then when you realize that you were doing that wrong, you can now correct it and you know you can start improving. A lot of times when we record our roles, and this happened to me too when I first started, I didn't I didn't really understand what I was looking at. And that's where having, you know, maybe a higher belt. To, to watch it, your accountability partner, uh, watch it, um, or even, you know, someone online. There's, there's a lot of people out there that, that will review your, your footage for you and tell you what you did wrong and tell you what you did right and analyze it for you. Um, or analyze can even go to just as something as simple as when you're done rolling with someone, just ask them, hey, how could I stop you from doing this? Where? How did you get to this position? What did I do wrong in this scenario? How did you get this? You know, just very simple things. Uh, one of my questions that I love asking is, how can I give you a harder time during our role? And then they can say, hey, well, you did this. That, that wasn't necessarily good. So just try not to do that. So focus on your roles, analyze them, but don't get paralysis by analysis. Don't overdo it. Don't, <laughs> you know... 0.25 times video footage on on every single role because then you're just wasting time in my eyes. You know, j- be realistic about it, especially this is catered towards people earlier in their their journey and 
you know, sometimes we can think too hard about things and we can be really hard on ourselves. And going back to the attitude, it can bring our attitude down and our willingness to want to train. And you you don't want that. You want it to be fun. Jiu-jitsu is supposed to be fun. Unless you are trying to be a world champ, which I can guarantee if you're listening to my podcast, that's not probably your goal, then jiu-jitsu should be fun. Have a good attitude when you show up to class. Think about how far you've come. Be adaptable. Have an accountability partner. Hold yourself accountable for the goals you want to achieve, and your jiu-jitsu journey should be much funner. So thank you guys for listening. That's all I got for this one. Thank you for listening to this episode of White Belt Wednesday. If you have any questions or comments, please message me on social media and maybe they can even become a future episode. Don't forget to check out the Patreon for early and exclusive content. Links for everything are in the show notes.